Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Start Us Up by Lexi Blake. This is book one in the Park Avenue Promise. Um, this is also the first full-length novel from 1001 Dark Nights and Blue Box Press. Yeah, but these ones, they're not calling them 1001 Dark Nights. They're just going with the Blue Box Press label. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, this is a smaller imprint press. Mm -hmm. It's like a very, it's a boutique press. press. Um, we'll link the synopsis of the book in our on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date for this is August 8th of 2023. Tropes, close proximity, coworkers, found family, grumpy sunshine, opposites attract. She's the boss. She's the boss. Yes. I don't know if it's really co-workers though, because like but they're working on the app together. Yeah, but I guess maybe. We have thoughts, guys. Uh this series name is Park Avenue Promise. They are standalone single first person point of view. Put out percentage 49%. Yes. Uh so there is an audiobook. Neither one of us listened to the audiobook though. No, we did not. So it's Maxine Mitchell and Joe Arden, which is always a great pair up. Is it in duet, I wonder? I don't, it must be. Cause... Because it's single first person point of view. So you do like, so the characters are Heath and Ivy and you do not get Ivy's point of view. So if this Joe's in it, it would have to be duet. Well, no, you get Ivy's point of view. You do not get Joe or you do not get Heath's. Right. That's what I said. No, you said the other way around. Oh, did I? Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Well, I meant that it, we only get the heroine's point of is view, there so a, they must duet it. Must be a duet. He must speak mm. his parts out loud, which I don't love duet. I don't think I've ever listened to a duet audiobook. I did for an L.B. Dunbar Christmas book that was Stella and Teddy, and I mm -hmm. didn't love it. But, but I wonder if I'd like it with Joe and Maxine, because I really do like the two of I them like together. Their, I like them together. I think they like their voices blend really well yeah. and they have so i wonder if maybe it was a different because you listen to real and it was like that whole like cast one and you really yeah, enjoyed that i did i like full cast i did that with uh uh kim lorraine's mated mate games because mm. there's lots of different voices in that book too maybe it was the voice blend though maybe um okay is there a third act breakup yes there is um Okay, so part of the reason that we tell you this is with a boutique traditional publishing is this did not feel like a Lexi Blake book. It it doesn't. Now, she has written, written with A Thousand and One Dark Nights and her Master of Mercenaries world, and they read the same way as her full-length novels that she indie publishes. I love those books. I didn't love this one because it, as I was reading the book, it didn't feel like a Lexi Blake book. It felt like a traditionally published women's fiction dabbling in romance book for me. It had romantic elements, but it was absolutely <laughs> women's fiction. It wasn't closed door. There were scenes on page, but the story... Like two. There were two, which again, it threw me off because Lexi Blake, I mean, 
she she has a whole town of thruples right and then she has a bdsm club and then some and so it just it missed the mark for me a little bit and i i think had i went into this book and not known she was the author i really would have enjoyed it but i went into it with the thought of like i love lexi blake's writing of this and this and this and i didn't get that on this book no i was really underwhelmed like it was quality the book was well written there were no editorial Mm -hmm. mistakes there was no consistency issues i do think the pacing was a little stuttered at times well it was very i felt like it was very drug out as well agreed like there were it was it's not a super long book but there was a lot happening in short amount of time and i felt like some of the scenes that happened over like a few hour period were very drawn out and and i was i was sad when i finished the book because i really wanted to love it and i did enjoy the book it was really it was a good story the premise of it was good the heroine like she had this really great journey of character development and growth and her path and actually her mother like there was a side story with her mom that really resonated with me a lot but I just you're right underwhelmed is a good way to describe it yeah um the cover is a cartoon cover and it's very cute Mm -hmm. but it didn't feel like a romance so our heroine's Mm -hmm. name is Ivy Jensen Yes. She's a rising star in the tech world um, when her company goes under and it's due to her ex-boyfriend, who's now Mm -hmm. her ex-boyfriend. They were working together at the time and he did some shady shit. Yeah. He was the CFO of the company. She was like the brains behind the whole process. And he, he was a shifty, he's a shifty guy. Well, and so... Ivy is returning home. She's left Silicon Valley. She's coming home to New York. And she moves in with her mom. Yeah, she moves in with her mom. And this was a lot of her personal journey of rebuilding, Mm -hmm. redefining who she is, claiming back her power and not falling prey or victim to a smooth talker. Well, and it's also her getting some clarity given to her by some of the people in her life that the money that she was after in like her old company, like, isn't necessarily like the be all and end all of like where she should go. Like she should be happy with the successes that she has. And it's not about chasing the dollar. It's about chasing that best I can be mentality. Yeah. Um, And she is the grump. Yeah, she is. And she's very much a pessimist more than a grump. Yeah. Which I honestly like. She I was a little you. Ivy. Yeah. She's a little bit me because I, I tend to be a little bit grumpy and pessimistic. And not only is the class half empty, but it's leaving a water ring on the freaking end table. And I'm going to have to clean it up person. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think maybe that's why, like, I had a harder time with this book, though, too, because I am Ivy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. She's so grouchy. I think that she was, though, she's really developed. 
And through the whole story, her journey makes sense. Mm -hmm. It was really a lot about self-discovery, self-acceptance, figuring out what your true joy is. Yeah. Which is very much themes in women's fiction. It is. Well, and so there's this whole side story too, like with her mom. So her mom even like is not the most demonstrative person. Her dad passed away when she was young. Her mom has never really dealt with his passing in the sense where it's been years and she's still in this kind of depression about it. And I mean, if you've ever lost a really significant person in your life, which I'm sure everybody has, but that type of person, like a significant other or a child or something like that, like that, it really sticks and sticks in a way that you're not expecting. And it hits in ways that you don't expect when you don't expect it. And so it's one of those things where she dealt with it, but she also was not the the happy-go-lucky one of the two in that relationship. And Ivy, her relationship with her mother really was affected by that. And that's part of the whole growth of the story as well. It's like Ivy coming to terms and her mom coming to terms with their relationship and how they they don't fix their relationship because it really didn't need fix. It, they just needed a better understanding of each other. And I really love that part of the story as well. Yeah. Um, so our hero in this book is Heath Mariano. And I think I texted you at one point and was like, oh my God, he's such a beta. Oh, you did. You asked me because you asked me if I had finished it. And I hadn't at the time. You're like, he is the like beta beta like I've ever read. Such and he really is. And I, but I wonder if we had gotten Heath's point of view, if we would have felt he was still such a beta. I just kept waiting for him to not only be the voice of reason, but the strength and to show some conviction mm -hmm. and not just be kind of yeah and she kind of shits on him a little bit yeah she does well and because she's she's a strong personality like when she like when she gets an idea she goes full throttle like pedal to the metal this is how it's gonna be and he's like okay yeah it was but it's it's his company and his idea and but he just he just wants to code like he doesn't want any decisions or anything like that and He's just, he's, he is very beta. Yeah. And his comfort is coding and his computers. Mm -hmm. And that is where his happy place is. Um, so yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm married to a tech guy, but I just wanted him to have a little bit more backbone. I do too. And but like I said, I think if, I think if we had gotten more Heath, from Heath's perspective, we might have had a better understanding of why he was that way. And I think that was part of my issue with him is why was he such a passive guy? Why was he okay with just kind of sitting back and letting her take the reins? But I will say his grandmother was a delightful character. She's a sassy little Italian woman who like her love language is food as many Italian grandmas is, is. And I just loved her so much. She was great. So the, the what brings them together is uh, Ivy and Heath are set up by her best friend, Harper. Mm -hmm. Heath is working on a matchmaking app. 
Um, his grandmother is a legendary, super successful matchmaker in her neighborhood in NYC. Mm-hmm. And he wants to start a company where he matches couples up using his grandmother's formula. And Ivy sees a bigger picture. She sees a bigger yeah. picture of we could use this for restaurants and we could mm-hmm. use this for movies and entertainment. Yeah. And um, and yes, grandma, when grandma is on the page, she steals the show every time. She does. Well, and there's a, there's a really funny scene later in the book where things happen and she's like, yeah, you do you like, you need to do that. You take care of that. Yeah. With the couch. Uh And all I want to say is the Davenport. (laughs) I really wanted her to say, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a nice Davenport. (laughs) That was just the kind of grandma she was. But she was this grandma who like, she wasn't this passive old lady. Like she, she gave some hard truth. She gave some insight. She was she was a dynamic character on the page. And I really love that because sometimes like when you throw those grandparents or those types of characters in there, they're almost like they're just kind of relief. Yeah. They're like fodder, but she wasn't like, she had a purpose. She had like her moments and she did. She totally stole the page every time. So and this is, this is a me thing. I don't know that it's an everybody else thing. Pop culture references in books drive me batty. Mm -hmm. There were a lot in this one. To the point that it ages a book and it takes me out of the book. Mm -hmm. Well, but even even the way in which the story plays out with all of the focus on the AI and like that is how they're like building these apps. Like that is that is the here and now. Like who knows where we're going to be in three years. Cause three years ago, AI, like it was there, but it wasn't there at the same time. So three years ago, this would be like a really far-fetched like idea. And then in three years, is it even going to be a thing anymore? Cause it's like with all the hubbub of AI in general. And so I, I didn't like how focused everything on like in this was, on the fads of life right now right so like there's tons of taylor swift and harry style references and while that's great if you love those they're cute Mm -hmm. i'm not in that place in my life my children are not those kinds of people that are listeners to those it has no relevance to me so every time it came up on page it took me out of the story and i kind of groaned a little bit like well eh. honestly i I might be in the minority here, but I don't think I have ever listened to a full Taylor Swift song in sequential order, start to finish. Like I've probably heard a full song, but never all at the same time. Ever. Because you only hear the ticky talks. I well, I hear the ticky talks, but like I just she's talented, but I just don't love that kind of music. And so like I'll if I hear it, I'll skip it. And my kids don't really listen to that stuff either. And so it's like, it's not a big deal. And so I've listened to full songs, just not together. So one of the other things that I struggled with, so we, it is light on the romance. It definitely is more mm-hmm. rom-com. There's no suspense. When I pick up a Lexi Blake book. You want suspense. Now, if I pick sort. up a Sophie, a Sophie Oaks book, I don't expect suspense because that's mm-hmm. not what those are about. And if she's writing with somebody else, like... Uh, if she's writing with Shayla Black. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not expecting suspense, but oftentimes there is suspense. Well, but even her Sophie Oak books, like the whole bliss, like there's suspense in some of those. Like there's 
it depends on the storyline but those are also thruples so there's just a lot of sex and like this whole like different like scenario there and so this book I missed the suspense. I missed those Easter eggs and those elements. And honestly, I kept waiting for something. I mean, we just did that huge deep dive of the um, the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Perfect Gentleman series. Honestly, when she when she confronts Nick, who is the ex, I was waiting for a gun to be pulled. Yeah, like I like, just I think I like I just was waiting for something big like that. And, but this is one of those things, one of those situations where you see an author who writes a certain way for an indie book, or they have written a certain way in the past for traditionally published stuff, but their voice changes in trad pub now. Yeah. She's not the only one that this happens to. No, we have a list. We do. We do have a list where if an author is writing an indie book, they write a certain way. If they're writing for this publisher, they write a certain way. If they're writing for this publisher, they write a certain way. And I think that that's one of those things. And I didn't, I don't think it was a failure. I just think that the Lexi Blake name was not maybe the best choice for so this I, book. I picked this book up, hope, you know, seeing, oh my gosh, yes, it's a new series from Lexi Blake. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected, and it was New York City. So I kind yeah. of expected. <laughs> Butterfly Bayou in New York City. Yeah. You know, maybe because those are a little lighter in the steam. Um, and there's they're yeah. little rom commies. There's some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get any of that. And again, mm-hmm. the writing of this book is solid. It is well edited. Mm-hmm. I felt the pacing was a little studded. Um, but it just wasn't the book I thought it was gonna be. And again, this could be my fault because, you know, I don't read a blurb. I didn't know it took place in New York City. No, but I read blurbs. But going into this, like I had an expectation. Like I have, like when you read an author religiously, when you read books that they put out and like over and over and over again, and you have like have this expectation of what you're going to get when you open, like when you tap that Kindle button or flip that Kindle case, because we all know I am not opening a paperback because that just would crack the spine and stress me out. But when I like turn my Kindle screen on, I have an expectation when I am reading an author that I love. And I, I was let down with this in the sense where I didn't get what she usually gives me. And like I said, if it had been a different author name on it, I would have went into this book with a totally different mindset. And I think I would have had a different end feeling on it yeah because it is a strong story it just was not the story that i wanted yeah it yeah it just wasn't it didn't meet our expectations Expectations. (laughs) um okay uh do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com uh leah thanks for hanging out with me and reviewing start us up it's always a good time hanging out and talking books uh until next time everyone Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.